up, everyone? Welcome to the Gridiron Fantasy Football Podcast for Tuesday, August 31st, 2021. And I'm Chip, and I'm your host, and thank you so much for listening today. If you're a new listener, thank you so much for joining us as well. If you'd like to share our podcast, you can find us over on Apple and Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, uh, Amazon Music, and now we're on Pandora. If you'd like to watch us, you can watch us over on YouTube at Gridiron Fantasy Football. So please do me a favor, hit subscribe, support the show, so you don't miss any more episodes. And now, you know, this is the last video that I'm going to do for the 2021 offseason when it comes to draft preparation. Um, so with that being the case, starting in week one, we're going to see uh, the the schedule bump up a little bit in, in podcast. Um, so to go over that pretty pretty oh, briefly right before we get into the news and some of the, the must-haves for 2021. Uh, so generally during the offseason, you've noticed I, I, I do post videos here and there. Um, throughout the year, throughout the off season, I try to spread it out. You know, I, I try to um, at least do one video a week. But when the season starts, I'll be doing multiple videos per week. Um, especially, you know, on on like Mondays, I'll do a, a reaction video to all the games. I'll I'll give you guys my my top five like disappointing players, my top five most impressive players. Obviously, I'll, I'll drop a podcast on Tuesday for the top waiver wire pickups for the week. Um, Thursday, I'll do a Thursday night preview and my start to sits for that game. And then Friday generally will be all the rest of the matchups and all the starts, starts and sits for the, for that week. And what I do every Saturday is I will do a injury update, injury analysis, um, you know, video on YouTube only that won't be available on the podcast. So, um, that is going to be the schedule going into the season. Um, so it's going to be, it's going to be full go once we get there, but, I uh, just want to let you know that's what the schedule is going to be like. I'll always post it in the description of all the all the podcasts and all the YouTube videos so you don't miss that. But um, before we get into the must-haves, let's talk about some brief news that took place on Monday. Now, there's been some trade talks with Deshaun Watson, right? There's The Dolphins are the front runners on trying to trade for Deshaun Watson. Um, but it looks like there's some reports that come out of Houston that the Texans are prepared to declare Deshaun Watson inactive for the whole pretty much the whole season for 2021. I don't think that Deshaun Watson will actually play this year. I think there's too many legal issues going on right now that will keep him from playing. But it's very interesting that the Dolphins, you know, drafted Tua and now there's there they've been like the front runners of all the rumors when it comes to what they're going to do with Deshaun Jack or Deshaun Watson. So, uh just just very interesting to see that he's still talked about in the trades this close to the season starting. Not sure why they didn't trade for him earlier in the offseason, but I always say this, we as fans don't know as much as these teams do. And so I think that because they probably have new information that we probably don't know right now is that they probably feel more comfortable trading for him, um, knowing he'll probably be super cheap because he is probably not going to play. But just very interesting on will that look like, will the Dolphins trade away to, will the Dolphins keep to it for insurance? Like a lot of, a lot of interesting things are taking uh, place there, but it is what it is, and we'll see what happens. Um, and now next, the Colts have placed quarterback Carson Wentz on the COVID nineteen or the COVID list, and so you know it, it's gonna it's gonna hit teams still this year. You know the guidelines are pretty you know pretty strict um, when it comes to vaccinate to non vaccinated players. That is something I will not get into. Uh, this is a fantasy football only channel, um, so I will not get into that. But it looks like he should be ready if he's asymptomatic. He should be ready for the start of the season which is kind of good too, because he still gets his, uh, gives him time to rest his foot. So that is something that, uh, still something to monitor if you have Carson Wentz or 
you know, you're somebody, somebody you want to try to pick up, you know, if you're in a one quarterback league and try to stream whatever. But, um, and then lastly, uh, reports came out of uh, Baltimore that the Ravens are not expected to pursue Todd Gurley at this time. You know, if you listen to my, my podcast yesterday, there was a report that the Ravens may, uh, you know, they may decide to go after Todd Gurley, but it looks like now there's reports from Monday saying they're not. So, We'll see, but like as of right now, I feel like Gus Edwards will be the guy that they're gonna move forward with. So that is the brief news that took place on Monday. So let's go over the my must-haves for 2021. I have you know quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers, and tight ends on this list. Uh, and I try I try to choose players that are gonna be not your obvious picks, right? We know that you're going to trade or you're gonna draft the Patrick Mahomes, the Calvin Ridley's, like the George Kittles, those type of players, right? There, that that's no, there's no reason to say must have to those guys because those are guys that obviously you should be drafting. But I try to pick guys that are a little bit lower on the rankings. Um, probably still, and depending on the running back or the quarterback, you're still going to see them being drafted. But I think that these are guys that I really like going into the 2021 season. Um, I got a couple of these guys on some of my rosters throughout my fantasy football leagues, but. Um, these are guys that I that I, I intentionally try to target, um, but uh, starting with the quarterback position. So I my first quarterback on the list is Tom, Tom Brady, right? So last year he finished as the quarterback eight. He had a total of 337.9 fantasy points. He was third in passing with 4,633 yards. He had 40 touchdowns. Um, you know, he doesn't give you a lot on the ground, right? He only has six rushing yards, but he has three touchdowns on the ground, which were QB, QB sneaks. Um what it is kind of interesting about him this year, though, his strength of schedule is 16. So it's kind of middle of the road. Not too bad. Um, not too, you know, not too difficult, but not too easy. But when it comes to the playoffs, it's it's pretty, you know, a pretty decent schedule. He start there's the Bills, the Saints, the Panthers and the Jets. Now, it depends on your league. So I, my main league that I talk about mostly on this channel is that I we we did not change our our. Uh, our games to 17 fantasy games, right? Our, our playoffs start week 14 and then week 16 will be the championship game. So we will not have anybody playing for week 17 or week 18. <clears throat> the bad thing about us doing that is that we found out that there's some week 14 bye weeks. So if you're in a league that didn't adjust your games to the playoffs start in week 15, you may be in a position where you're going to have some of your main players on the bench because they're on a bye week on week 14. So that's something that will determine how you draft. Because um, I know for me, I got a couple guys that are, are going to be week 14 buys, but hopefully at that point, I, I either know I'm going to be in the playoffs or not be in the playoffs. So we'll definitely see about that. But I really like Tom Brady. You know, if I could have, there's two guys that I would want on the Bucks right now. One is Tom Brady. Uh, just because all the talent that he has around him. I mean, they brought back every starter on offense, every starter on defense. They played and looked great on Saturday when they played the Texans. Um, they just went down the field. Well, there was like a 91-yard drive and a 93-yard drive, something like that. It was surgical. Tom Brady looked great. Um, you know, having having Antonio Brown for 16, for the, the, well, now it's 17 games, Mike Evans, Chris Goblin. Now, obviously, injuries will determine how good this will be for Tom Brady going through the season. But you have to like what they did. I mean, last year, they were they were second in pass offense. I mean, Tom Brady to me, if you watch the mock draft from yesterday, uh, I, I, I drafted, I think it was Tom Brady in the seventh round. So he's a guy that you can get later on and have a, a pretty good upside player there. And 
he has a he has like I think a week nine bye week, so you have him for a good amount of time before you have to stream someone else. But Tom Brady is definitely a guy mm-hmm. I would love to have on my team. Uh, the second guy is Matthew Stafford, right? He once he moved once he got traded to the Rams, he was on my radar and was in every league, but unfortunately I was not able to get him. But last year he finished as QB four, yeah, three hundred eighty three point two fantasy points. He was twelfth in passing. He had four thousand eight hundred. 4,084 yards. He had 26 passing touchdowns. Uh, he had 112 rushing uh, yards. And then, you know, the problem is, though, is that his strength of schedule is 13th hardest. So uh, even though that offense is going to be explosive with, with Sean McVay and Matthew Stafford, you know, leading that offense, um, you know, they they have, you know, their playoff schedule is the Cardinals, the Seahawks, the Vikings, and the Ravens. Um, you know, the Rams last year, they were 13th in overall pass offense. But what I do like about this team, Matthew Stafford's a gunslinger. I love that they got, you know, Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, Tyler Higby. Um, they got some good pieces in place. I mean, you know, obviously they got, you know, Daryl Henderson that take is taking over Cam Akers. They traded for Sony Michelle. I just think that they have the offense to be able to really give Matthew Stafford a potential. Um, not saying he's gonna be a top 10, you know, fantasy player, but he has a lot of upside if he stays healthy. He has a pretty good, good offensive line, a good defense. So um, I think Matthew Stafford this year is going to be a, a good a good pickup. All right, now moving on to the running back position. You know, I've been talking about this guy all offseason. And the first guy on my list is Mike Davis. Right now, he's being he's ranked 23. You know, last year with when he was in for Christian McCaffrey, uh, he finished last season as the RB12. Um, you know, last season he had 642 yards rushing, he had six rushing touchdowns, but he gave you 59 receptions on 70 targets with two, uh, receiving touchdowns. Um, you know, last year he was top in red zone targets and had 11 carries inside the five and he converted that into five touchdowns. You know, what I like about his upside with the, with the Falcons is that they had the most unaccounted for carries in the league. So you have to look at that as a positive. I know the Falcons don't run the ball very much, but the fa- fact of the matter is he should have get enough workload to be a, a really good, possibly fringe RB2. Obviously, good in the flex. But I, th- I think that um, that offense has to look for some type of spark because of Julio Jones going to the Titans. But I do think that it's just hard not to see Mike Davis succeed in that offense based on his talent. What do you do with the with the Panthers, um, you know, filling in for Christian McCaffrey? So I love Mike Davis. I got him in my dynasty league. Um you know, in the draft I had a couple of weeks ago. So he's somebody that, that I think if you're doing like a, and then second guy I'm talking about too, is like, you're in a, if you're in a, trying to do like a zero running back strategy, these two guys, uh, Mike Davis and my next guy are two guys. That I think that right now where they're ranked, you can probably get two, you know, talented starting running backs and then fill your roster with like, if you want to do wide receiver, have your oh, grab a tight end, like a top tight end. I mean, I think these two running backs are very good for that. So my next guy is James Robinson, right? So, you know, right now he's being ranked, he's ranked uh, 17th. You know, he finished last year as the seventh overall running back in PPR formats. Um, you know, last year he was, he had 85% of the rush attempts for, from the running back position last year for the, for the Jags, right? He was the only guy that touched the ball from a running back standpoint. And I think that, you know, they, I mean, they do have Carlos Hyde, right? Carlos Hyde, they brought him in, but you know, with, with Etienne being out for the year, I, I, I know that Carlos Hyde is a capable running back. So he may take some carries away from, from James Robinson, but where he's being ranked right now, 
I mean, and where he finished last year, I just, I just think it's, it's crazy to me that no one's talk. I'm not saying no one, but like how no one's like, people are not looking at him as a guy that can be an RB one type of guy. If he gets the workload, I mean, you know, I know people are, you know, down on him because of the, of the running back being drafted, but now he's hurt. So I feel like a lot of people should get back on the James Robinson bandwagon. Um, but I think that if you look, if you look at where he's being ranked, he's kind of in that fourth tier of running backs. If you look at all the players that are in that in that tier, he's the only guy that's going to get a full time workload. I mean, he will share some time with Carlos Hyde, but I think he's too talented to keep him off the field. And he he's gonna I think have another great year because he is just that talented. I just think he good. I just think he's that good of a player. So. Um, I don't see anybody that you're going to draft in the where he's ranked right now. That's going to give you a lot of carries. A lot of guys in those those uh, those those tiers are in a running back by committee. So Jane Robinson and Mike Davis are two guys that if I'm doing a uh, zero running back strategy, who I'm targeting um, in drafts this year. Now moving on to the wide receiver position, uh, these two guys I really like. You know, these are guys that have really good upside. Um, in value based on, I think they'll return your value even and maybe more because of their, of their situation and where they're you know being drafted at. So the first guy I have on my list is Brandon Ayuk. Uh, he's being right now, he's ranked 24th. You know, last year he was the wide receiver 36. Last year he had, you know, 60 receptions on 96 targets for 748 yards and five touchdowns. Then he added 77 rushing yards and two touchdowns. He led the team with 17.8% of the target share. He led the team in red zone and end zone targets and touchdowns. Um, you know, the 49ers have about 193 targets available. He played 80% of the snaps. Now, if I'm going to choose any wide receiver for the 49ers, he's the guy that I'm targeting. Now, I understand a lot of those numbers are a little skewed because George Kittle is out for majority of the year. But I do think that, you know, even with George Kittle being back, and it depends on who the who the quarterback is. I think it's going to be Jimmy Garoppolo. But based on what we saw on Saturday night, or was it yesterday? Or I think it was yesterday that they played the Raiders. Or I'm sorry, on Sunday. Um, it just it was weird to me how they brought in Trey Lance, Jimmy Garoppolo. They kind of did this uh, this kind of certain packages for Trey Lance. And it was almost like what you know a Taysom Hill is doing, where they bring him in for certain plays. It was when Lamar Jackson was a rookie. They did some packages with Lamar Jackson and put Joe Flacco on the bench. Now, for consistency, I don't know how I feel about that. I don't know if that's the strategy they're going to go for the whole entire season. I know they want to get Trey Lance on the field because he's super athletic and and he can give you a different dynamic. But um, I still like Brandon Ayuk. I think that he has to be very efficient in order to be, you know, give you the upside that he needs for his fantasy value. But he's he's pretty cheap in drafts right now, and, I, and I'm targeting him any way I can um, in PPR formats. Um, and now my second wide receiver, uh, I talked briefly talked about him earlier. It was Antonio Brown. So right now, Antonio Brown is ranked 39th. Now, last year, if you look at what he did last year, he caught four, uh, 45 balls for 483 yards and four touchdowns. And he had some decent playoff runs, you know, when they won the Super Bowl. And what I think about that is that he is the third option in Tampa. He is behind Chris Godwin and Mike Evans. Um, and I guess you can argue a little bit with Rob Gronkowski, but I just think that uh, with a full six, 16 or 17 games of what he has available to him to play, Antonio Brown, I think is going to bring the most value and most return than Godwin or Evan, because you're drafting those guys su- you know, super early. But 
The nice thing about it is that he only played eight games. So now you get a full season with Antonio Brown, you know, barring injury. Uh, but, you know, last year he was third on the team in, in fantasy points. He had 10% of the target share. But if you look at his target share from like week 14 and, and after, I mean, he he was neck and neck with Godwin and Evans. Like he was getting a lot of the target share. So I feel like there's huge value there for Antonio Brown. Um, if you look at we did it in the last preseason game against the Texans, you know, he had five targets. He was tied most for the team. He had four catches for 42 yards. You know, a lot of those catches came near the line of scrimmage. So I feel like he's just going to be that one guy that's going to be like Tom Brady's just check down guy or across the middle guy. Like Antonio Brown still has the athleticism to be a dominant wide receiver. Now, it may not look like that with numbers because they still got Godwin. They still got Evans. They got Gronk, you know, but I think Tom Brady loves Antonio Brown so much that he's going to be relevant. He's going to be a good flex. He's going to be a good wide receiver three type of player with potential to be better than that because of that offense. So I really like Antonio Brown. I grabbed Antonio Brown in my main league. I got him for like a dollar or something like that, my auction league. So really excited about that. And I'm excited to see how they're using him right now in the preseason, especially in that last game uh, with the starter. So um, those are my two wide receivers I really like for this season. And then for my tight end position, um, I only have one guy on this list because tight end is kind of a crapshoot. But Logan Thomas, you know, he's the guy that I have on here as a must-have tight end, you know, after your George Kittle, after Kelsey and Waller. Uh, but, la- you know, he's ranked right now as the eighth uh, overall tight end. Last year, he finished as the tight end three in PPR formats. You know, he definitely had a breakout season last year. You know, he has 19% of the target share with the Washington football team. He led all tight ends with uh, 70 targets in the slot, which is very important because they really try to use his athleticism for mismatches and all that because he's super athletic. Um, last year he had, he was top 10 in red zone and end zone targets. Uh, so I think that with Logan Thomas, with Ryan Fitzpatrick being a gun, a gunslinger, I mean, I really like Logan Thomas. I, I, it sucks. I missed out on him this year in my drafts, but it's one of those things where, you know, he has so much potential there to, to be a top tight end again this year, especially with that offense. I think that you know, with Ryan Fitzpatrick being a, I don't give a crap type of quarterback where he's just going to play and have fun and, and sling the ball around. I think the Washington football team is a very, it could be a very fun team to watch. You know, you're talking about with Terry McLaurin, Logan Thomas, Antonio Gibson, Curtis Samuel. You know, they got some really, some interesting pieces there that I just really love Logan Thomas. So um, that's what I have for my must-haves. I mean, what do you think about them, right? So uh, if you're targeting these guys, let me know. Leave a comment below on some of the guys that you feel are must-haves for you. But to recap who my guys are, at quarterback, I got Tom Brady and Matthew Stafford. At running back, I got Mike Davis. Um, and James Robinson at wide receiver. I have Brandon Ayuk and Antonio Brown. And then at tight end, I have Logan Thomas. So um, if you have, you know, any questions or anything like that about those, those, those players, just leave a comment. Let's talk about it. But like I said, I say this every, you know, every podcast, if you have any questions at all, please message me on Instagram at good iron fantasy football. I try to, I try to uh, answer all the questions that I can. Um, I did get a question because I was doing a series with the mock drafts where I was doing the would you rather series and someone asked me about why I didn't do, I mentioned doing a tight end, uh, episode. And I did not do that. It's because I, I tried to do, I try to look at what you guys like, right? So you guys have been enjoying the mock drafts, you know, a lot. So I stayed with the mock drafts. Obviously I do my rankings, um, my sleepers, my caution players, and now I must have players. So if I feel like there's a, a video out there or a po- like the podcast that's not gained a lot of views or listens or downloads, you guys are telling me what's not working. So 
If you guys do enjoy that, please let me know because I do it based on the views or the downloads. Um, you know, I do get, I mean, the, the podcast is a little more active than the, the YouTube channel is, but I always try to, you know, play around about what, what you guys want. Um, so if you still like that, that's maybe a series I'll go back to next year in the off season. But, uh, it is one of those things where I got to be trial and error right now and kind of see what you guys like. Um, but, um, like I said, kind of a recap about what's going to happen once week one begins. Uh, like I said, the podcast will ramp up. The schedule will be, uh, Monday will be a weekly, uh, recap the most impressive and disappointed players. Tuesday will be the waiver wire show. Thursday will be a Thursday night football preview preview with my starts and sits for Thursday night. And then Friday will be the weekly uh, matchups plus starts and sits. And then Saturday on YouTube only will be my injury analysis. Uh, just because you guys know, I, I, I practice physical therapy and uh, it's one of the things that I like doing more in depth um, conversations about when it comes to injuries. So if you have any questions about injuries, I'm the guy to, you know, to come to and, and ask, but uh, that's it for today. You know, thank you so much for listening like always, please like, comment, and share. Uh, like I said, next episode is going to be um, my 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 week one previews with all the starts and sits. Now, with that, I'll, I'll be at the Bucks and Cowboys game for that Thursday night game. So, the schedule is going to be a little altered a little bit on week one, just because I'll be out. I'll be in Florida and Tampa for the game, um, but I should have some type of recap on Monday. My waiver wires show on Tuesday, up and ready to go um, when that time comes. But that's going to be the only week that's going to be a little iffy because I'll be out of town for the Bucks game. But uh, with that being the case, if you want to follow us on Instagram, we're at Gridiron Fantasy Football. If you want to follow us on Facebook and Twitter at the Gridiron Pod. And obviously, please hit subscribe on YouTube and on all the podcast uh, formats. Um, but have a great day and good luck with your drafts this week. Let me know if you need any help with any of your picks. Take care.